October 8th here at Draft Shark Studios in Rochester, New York. Welcome to our Week 5 FanDuel Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Schaaf. With me, as always, is Jared Smola. And this podcast is sponsored by our partners at Fanshare Sports. Fanshare curates hundreds of pieces of daily fantasy sports-related articles, tweets, and podcasts to create the most accurate ownership projections in the industry. Those projections can be found in the lineup generator tool on DraftSharks.com. And you can find up-to-date ownership info anytime at FanshareSports.com. Jared. Cash QB, what do you like on FanDuel this week? Yeah, I see viable options kind of at every pricing level. I think Kyler Murray, $8,500. He's easy enough to get it in FanDuel. You don't really you know, need to make an argument for Kyler Murray. Um, Kirk Cousins at $7,500. The Vikings are implied for 29 points. That's the second highest on the main slate behind only the Cowboys. You know, they obviously get that Lions matchup. Um, and Cousins coming off a down game. But he had 20-plus Fanduel points in each of the first three weeks of the season. So I think he's a nice play in kind of that middle tier. And if you want to go cheap, I like Trevor Lawrence for $6,500. Um, he's coming off what I thought was his best game as a passer last week. Pro Football Focus agreed. He, he, he had his highest PFF grade of the season. And he also you know, did more, did the most he's done all season on the ground. Uh, eight carries for 36 yards and a score. So if you know he's starting to improve as a passer and going to add some value with his legs, um, you know, Lawrence is a guy who, you know, could work his way into the 7,000s pretty quickly here. So I think we're getting a nice discount on him at 6,500 bucks. Yeah, I can always get behind a cheap quarterback. I find that on FanDuel when I start there, I get to the end. I'm like, oh, I don't need that guy. I can go up for more expensive. Kirk Cousins, I really like and at 7,500 bucks. I don't have to go all the way up to the 8K guys. I get somebody who's been performing, as you mentioned. He's been, last week against Cleveland was his first game under 22 FanDuel points. And, you know, that was his worst matchup so far. So it's understandable for a down game. I'm not too worried about another one. They actually have even gotten a bump in implied points. So they're tied with Dallas in the live implied um, here. So tied with Dallas for tops in the main slate. They expect to score points. Dalvin Cook is hurt. So if they do score points, Kirk Cousins is probably going to be heavily involved, maybe even more heavily than usual. So, yeah, I like him at 7,500. As you said, you don't have to make a case for the 8K guys. I'm looking there on the GPP side because I'm more willing to go for the cheaper players at running back and wide receiver. And – on the GPP side, Jared, obviously we want upside everywhere, but I think ultimate ceiling especially matters here uh, for our tournament lineups with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson all off the main slate. Kyler Murray and Jalen Hurts stand out to me as those ultimate ceiling guys who can score on the ground and throw multiple touchdown passes this week. Murray, just $400 more than Jalen Hurts this week, so Pretty easy to get to him from Jalen Hurts if you're looking at both of those guys. Kyler Murray has enough wide receivers to differentiate with. That said, I don't think that being $400 away from Kyler Murray knocks Jalen Hurts out of consideration because his game is more interesting overall for game stacking purposes. Um, It's going to be tough to differentiate with Niners players on the other side of that Arizona matchup, but Mm -hmm. Billy Carolina has lots of options and Hurts has been over 21 fantasy points every game so far probably hasn't even hit a ceiling yet because he lost two to three touchdowns last week to penalties. Yeah. I like the Kyler call. Um, I kind of like stacking Kyler with DeAndre Hopkins too. You know, Hopkins is disappointed the past couple of weeks, but he's, he scored, I believe it was three touchdowns in the first two weeks of the season. He's off the injury report now. So the rib thing is behind him. So I like that call. Um, I like Kirk cousins in tournaments too. You know, cousins checks in as our number two quarterback value. 
And then Justin Jefferson is our number three wide receiver value. So, you, you know, you get the correlation there. Both guys are values in their own right. So I like that stack for tournaments. Um, I like Tom Brady with Mike Evans on FanDuel here. You know, Evans kind of the, the better FanDuel play anyways with this touch scoring, touchdown scoring ability. And he's only $7,000 on FanDuel. So I, I think he's a good value. Um, then I also like Justin Herbert with Keenan Allen. Um, I'm, I'm just going to be using the Chargers pretty much every week in tournaments. I think, you know, they're, they're just an offense that's going to win a lot of money this season. Yeah, I think if you're making a bunch of lineups, it makes sense to work in the Chargers, especially if they're not going to be particularly highly owned. I, there's, Is there anything to dislike about Justin Herbert? I mean, he doesn't even look like he's ever going to get annoying off the field because he's too shy. Exactly. Running back for cash, Jared, what do you like? Saquon Barkley here. Talked about him on DraftKings. I think it's the same story on Fando. I think his price just hasn't caught up to the fact that, to me, he looks like he's back to 100%. And his usage is back to, you know, where it was pre-ACL injury. Um, 29 carries and 13 targets. 13 targets, especially over the past two weeks, is sort of what, what you want to see if you're a Barkley investor. Um, fine matchup against the Cowboys. You know, this game, I expect it to be high scoring, which helps. And then um, the Cowboys are 19th in football outsiders around defense ranking. So n- nothing to worry about for the matchup for Saquon. Yeah, Barkley and Austin Eckler are both very reasonably priced. They're both still short of 8K. I'm guessing that it helped Eckler's price over here that his big game came on Monday night. So the prices are already come out for week five. And the other thing that I like about both of these guys is that they're such pass run combos that no matter how the game goes, they're going to be involved. If Dallas jumps out to a lead, if Cleveland is taking things away from the Chargers, Either of these guys could catch, you know, seven passes or more in the game. So they're going to be involved. They're going to score points. They're fairly safe. And I think they're reasonably enough priced that, you know, you're probably going to want to play Derrick Henry. It's possible to build a lineup with all the values at other spots with Barkley and Eckler and Derrick Henry in it. I'm definitely going to try that to see just how doable it is before I, I don't know, go any further with it. <laughs> yeah, I like that. GPP side, what do you like at running back? Um, I, I love Nick Chubb on FanDuel. Um, talked about him on DraftKings. I think he's an even better play on FanDuel here with you know the half PPRs. That's always the concern with Chubb is he, he doesn't do much in the passing game. But the Chargers so much tougher against the pass than the run. Football Outsider sends him fourth in pass defense. They're 25th against the run. So you know a, a run heavy Browns offense to begin with should kind of lean in that that direction even more. Um, I, I could see this being one of those big you know 150 yard two touchdown games for for Chubb. And you like being able to use him like that and game stacking with the Chargers because if Nick Chubb has a big game, then you assume Cleveland's going to get out ahead of the Chargers and they have to throw it a comeback, which they already want to do more of anyway. So yeah, uh, Nick Chubb jumped out to me. He's at single digit projected ownership right now, which makes him even more attractive. 7,500, a great price. The ailing Baker Mayfield, I, you know, we knew that the shoulder was an issue. We found out this week he's playing through a torn labrum that has him wearing a harness. Um, that hasn't kept him out of the lineup. It probably doesn't severely limit their passing volume versus what they want to do normally, but you know, it's at least a little bit more motivation to run the ball. It's a run favoring offense anyway. And Nick Chubb is running efficiently as usual, 5.2 yards per carry on the year. So like all of those factors, I'm on Nick Chubb as well. Wide receiver for cash, Jared, what are you favoring? So Devonta Adams is just too cheap at 8,200 bucks on FanDuel here. Um, I think Keenan Allen is too cheap as well at 7,200 bucks. You know, he he's he's a top 10 wide receiver in usage. He's top 10 in targets. He's top 10 in red zone targets. He's he's fifth in our expected fantasy points. So I like Keenan Allen. So you know, those two pricier guys. And for a cheap you know guy for your third wide receiver spot, I think Jalen Waddle and Kadarius Tony 5,400 bucks for Waddle, 
5,300 bucks for Tony. I think they're both really nice target bets for that price tag. Um, Waddle gets a Bucks team that we know is much stronger against the, the run than the past. Teams are passing against the Bucks at easily the highest rate in the NFL. The Finns are going to be behind from at, in this game from the start. So you're going to get 40-plus pass attempts, I think, from Jacoby Brissett. And you have no Will Fuller. You have Devontae Parker banged up. So Waddle you know, really should see like eight-plus targets in this game. And then kind of the same deal with Kadarius Toney. You know, I think the Giants will be playing from behind the Cowboys. He already saw nine targets last week in that slot role. And with uh, Sterling Shepard out again this week, I think you're going to see you know similar usage for Tony. Yeah, I especially like Jalen Waddle this week at 5,400 bucks. I mean, I think that if Devontae Parker were fully healthy, you could say, I don't know who the number one receiver is between them, but he's not. He's a game time decision. So that makes me lean toward Jalen Waddle as, you know, the, the lead receiver. I don't know if about a true number one, but should see lots of targets. I think it's tough to, you know, write the game story of Miami passing the ball a lot and not throwing a lot at Jalen Waddle in this game as long as he doesn't get hurt. Uh, we mentioned it on the other show, but again, Bucks are down two corners who are on IR. Antoine Winfield is out for this game with a concussion. Will Fuller is on IR. Devontae Parker, game time decision I already mentioned. So the middle of the field, even deep with Antoine Winfield not around, should be could be vulnerable in a game that we expect Miami to be trailing. We expect the passing volume to be up. So I think there should be a bunch of targets for Jalen Waddell and Mike Gusecki, who we'll get to in a minute, I promise. Um, and we've already seen that happen with both of these guys. We've yeah. had a game where Jacoby Brissett targeted both of them 12 plus times. So we don't even have to just guess at what's going to happen. We know it's possible. Yeah. The thing with Waddle too, is he he's like being used and has produced like Juju Smith Schuster so far, but you know, he, he's not Juju Smith. He, he has that big play upside. We just haven't seen it yet, but even on the short passes, you know, he's capable of taking one of those to the house. Mm-hmm. He's a rich man's Kadarius Tony GPP side. Uh, you got to tout him on the uh, on the DraftKings show, so I'm going to mention over here AJ Brown at 6,900 is just cheaper than he should be for who he is. It's understandable why he's down there because he hasn't really done anything yet this year. He's coming off an injury, but he is back from that injury. So the fact that he's a week removed from the hamstring makes me not want to play him in a cash lineup because you never know how likely a recurrence is. But on the tournament side, the upside makes it very easy to like him at the 6900 bucks. even easier because Julio Jones is not back from his hamstring injury yet. So that should help the target outlook. The matchup's great against Jacksonville. They can't really stop anything that they want to. So it should come down to what the Titans want to give A.J. Brown. And really, after the way it's been for him over the first three games that he was around for, they should want to get him going and just kind of, I don't know, get get him mentally there after a rough start. So I'd like everything lining up for the big game potential for AJ Brown. I mean, they probably shouldn't keep giving Derrick Henry 30 carries a game. So it'd probably be good to, you know, get AJ Brown 10 targets in this one. So I love AJ Brown in tournaments. I I feel like I have to go back to Odell Beckham in tournaments because I was all in on him last week. It it was there like 150 yards and two touchdowns was there. If Baker had just played a better game, Um, OBJ was 10th in expected fantasy points last week. He was like 70th in actual fantasy points, but um, he's seen 25% of the Browns targets over the last two weeks. So a great target share. He's second among all wide receivers in air yards over that span. So the usage is there. Baker's play and that left shoulder injury is a concern. Matchup isn't ideal against the chargers, but you know, for 6,400 bucks for the type of upside we know Beckham has, um, I think he's a great tournament play. I'm going to guess he doesn't go in the same lineups where you have Nick Chubb. Correct. Correct. But you can also run him back with the Chargers guys that you like, because if the Chargers jump out to a lead, they're probably scoring points through the air and Cleveland's going to have to throw the ball a little bit more than they want to. Yep. Tight end for cash. What are you playing? 
Your boy, Mike Kosicki here, um, $5,600. I, I do think, you know, TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller check in as our top two dollars per point values. Um, I, I would not play Hawkinson in cash with his knee issue. You know, he's listed as questionable. Um, kind of, you know, made it sound like when he was interviewed on Friday that, you know, he's probably going to play, but he's definitely not 100%. So I'd avoid him in cash. But, um, yeah, Gasicki for $5,600, 18 targets over the last two weeks for uh, Gasicki with Jacoby Brissett under center. As we mentioned, we have uh, Devontae Parker banged up now, Will Fuller out of this game. So Gasicki, I mean, I, I hate to call him a safe target bet because, you know, he's had games where we think he's a safe target bet and then he sees like one or two targets. Um, but tough to imagine him not getting, you know, six plus targets here. Again, in what should be a passive game plan for Miami um, and, and with all those wide receiver injuries. Yeah, I mean, we should we should put finger quotes around anything that we call safe in the NFL because that, that's what makes this difficult is anything can happen in a given game. He could see two targets just because that's how it went. But as far as safe things go in projecting NFL, everything is lined up for Mike Gusecki to get lots of targets this week. So, yeah, I have him down on the cash side. 5600 is a great price. Um, so I, I don't see how he doesn't get to at least six or seven targets in this game. We'll see where it goes. GPP side, no offense, 5,900 bucks. It's the same two tight ends I mentioned on the DraftKings show. It's for all the same reasons. And it's for very similar reasons between them. Noah Fant also dealing with injuries in his offense. We've got Albert Oakway Boonham is out this week. He landed on IR. So he's going to be out at least three. We actually no, I'm sorry. He's not on IR yet. The Broncos said they would decide by Saturday if he's going on IR. So it sounds like a, it's a fairly significant hamstring injury. Knocks him out at least for Sunday against Pittsburgh, which is a pass-funneling matchup. They're playing the run tough. Sixth, I think, in DVOA, maybe seventh in run defense DVOA. In the 20s in pass defense DVOA. So we should be seeing more passing. Should be plenty of targets available for Noah Fant. Even more if Cortland Sutton is unable to play. He's questionable after hurting an ankle on Friday. So love the target outlook for Fant. I think Fant is certainly cash playable. I just think that Mike Gusecki is a little bit safer than Noah Fant. And, you know, $300 cheaper. But I wouldn't argue if people want to play Fant instead. Yeah, I agree there. I, I like Fant for tournaments especially. Um, I like Robert Tunyon again here. Talked about him on the DraftKings show. But season high in both route rate and targets for Tunyon last week. You know, he's just – he hasn't scored touchdowns yet. And, you know, that that can be volatile from, from week to week, season to season even. But, you know, I, I do still think he has nice touchdown upside, um, especially with Marquez Valdez scaling out for the Packers. And I want to throw out Jared Cook too. Um, I'm not sure how popular he's going to be after, you know, a nice game – in that Monday nighter last week, but um, you know, he, he's still underpriced to me at 5,200 bucks as a pretty big part of that chargers offense. Um, Jared cook ninth among all tight ends and targets through four weeks. Um, so he just seems too cheap for me. He's, he's kind of like a, I think a way you can kind of make a different charger stack rather than using one of the wide receivers, you know, maybe use one of the wide receivers, but then also throw in Jared cook. Yeah. Another guy who probably didn't get the bump because of the numbers yeah. coming on Monday night, probably would be higher than 5,200 this week if they had played on Sunday. Defense, I'm starting with the Vikings at 3,900 here against the Lions. The defense is okay. The matchup is terrific, especially because the Lions are missing their starting center. They're missing the starting left tackle. They might be missing their starting right tackle, who might be their starting left tackle when Taylor Decker's out. That's Penny Sewell. Either way, the Lions are losing it, are missing at least two starting offensive linemen. It could be a big day for Daniil Hunter. That could make things erratic for Jared Goff, who's played pretty well so far, has not been a terrific matchup for team defenses. I think that changes in this game. At the very least, I think there's huge upside to it. 
Yeah, for me, it's either the Vikings or the Steelers. A hundred dollars more at four thousand bucks. Um, you know, w- would definitely rather have it be Drew Locke if you're using the Steelers D. I do think it's going to be Bridgewater, but again, we mentioned Cortland Sutton banged up. Um, we know they're going to be without Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler. Uh, and man, that that Broncos Steelers game, there's not going to be a lot of offense uh, involved there. So I think the Steelers are a pretty safe play. Yeah, that's why on the other side too, I'll consider the Broncos at 4,400 for a GPP because yep. of low ownership. Uh, and worthless burger. I mean, he just looks like an upside matchup right now for defenses, and the Broncos are good on defense. Obviously, maybe it doesn't work, but uh, there's plenty of upside to that one. And if I get to the end of my lineup building and I've got some extra cash, the Patriots at 5000 bucks uh, make some sense. I think the price on them is going to keep them from being as highly owned as they might mm-hmm. normally be in this matchup with Houston. Yeah, definitely like New England if you can get to them. I like the Bucks up there too. Um, you know, we, we, They have those issues in the secondary. But man, that that pass rush should be a ma- major mismatch against the Finns O line. And again, if you're getting you know 40 plus pass plays for Miami, that that's a lot of sack and interception upside for the Bucks. Yeah, and they do get Jason Pierre-Paul back this week. They get Jamel Dean back at corner this week, which is, doesn't make a huge difference for the coverage matchups against the Whiteouts, but it's at least a guy who was a top three corner to begin the season for him, who's going to be yep. back in the lineup. All right, that's going to do it for this Week 5 FanDuel podcast. Head over to DraftSharks.com now. Get more player recommendations. Kevin English has your cash game picks. Corey Bushland has your top GPP options. And then play with the lineup generator to build your own lineups with the help of the DS projections and fan share ownership projections. For more discussion of DFS and other formats, you can also join the free DraftSharks Discord. You can find the link for that in the description for this podcast. For Jared Smoll and the rest of the DraftSharks crew, I'm Matt Shaw saying thanks so much for swimming with us.